Toronto is my hometown, but after Toronto, Stockholm is a city I've spent the most time in and feel the most home in, too. In fact, back in 2004, I spent more time in Stockholm than Toronto, using it as my home base while we were on the road. I think it's the main reason why back home, I still get asked if I'm living in Sweden, something I never really did for long, but I think Canadians have an odd fascination with hearing about people in the arts living abroad. It was fun, but there wasn't any high art happening either. Just a guy with a guitar and an iPod constantly logging onto the internet. That was it. Anyways, during these years, I've made many friends in Stockholm. Many of these people are in bands or working for bands or uber music fans. Playing in a band will have that happen. And through it all, probably our oldest and dearest friend after all these years is Dragon, guitarist of the Backyard Babies and the Helicopters. Dragon currently plays guitar in Michael Monroe's band, and this fall will mark the long-awaited debut of his solo album, simply titled Dragon. We met Dragon on the third show of our first-ever European tour when we played the Malmo City Festival with the Backyard Babies. I was aware of the band because of Dragon's other band, which he co-founded, The Helicopters, and I also heard of his infamous departure from the band and subsequent landing on two feet to continue on with his childhood buddies in The Backyard Babies. A promotional poster of their album Total 13 used to hang on the walls of Full Blast Records, a local punk rock record store in Toronto that I used to frequent when I was totally broke. But the store owner, Luann, endured me quite graciously, especially when I'd stare at that Total 13 poster wanting to know why the guy spread on the ground on the cover would leave the unprecedented hype the helicopters were garnering stateside at the time. I got my answer when I saw them play that day at the Malmo Festival. Man, did they blow me away. Dragon was on fire, or as I'd later find out, simply himself doing his thing, which was ten times larger than anybody else's thing. Nicky Borg on vocals, Johan Blumquist on bass, and Peter Carlson on drums. And they were all pounding out a beat in unison I had trouble keeping up with. A few months later... We were on tour of them across Europe. That remains my most memorable and favorite tours we've ever done. They might be rock and roll bad boys, but they have my utmost respect. If you mess with the Backyard Babies, you mess with me. Dragon has just about the most charisma I've had the privilege to be around. The guy oozes it, whether it's on stage jumping around with his guitar or backstage regaling everyone present with hilarious stories of whatever. He commands the attention of all around him. He's a household name in Sweden, and in rock, he's synonymous with its greatest luminaries. JC and I were enjoying time off in Stockholm this past summer when I reached out to Dragon asking if he had time to do a podcast episode. He agreed and suggested we do it at the studio where he was recording his solo album. The day before the scheduled time, he asked us if we'd be into laying down some bass guitar and vocals. JC and I were flattered as hell. Not only were we going to get to hear the Dragon solo album, but we'd be on it, too. When you are privy to an unreleased record listen from beginning to end, especially if the band or singer are present in the room, it can be one of the most awkward moments in your life if the album sucks. Believe me, I've been there. But when the record kind of blows you away and leaves you so inspired to write new songs or jam and wish that record was yours, it can be a great time for all. 
Listening to the Dragon solo album with JC that day got us so pumped. It got us talking about our next record. Getting to actually be on the record after listening to it helped us get all that newfound excitement we were feeling after hearing it all out onto tape. Going solo is something that I quietly talked to Dragon about years ago, and friends and I have pondered the possibility for a long time. Dragon, the album, is a confirmation for all of us who always knew that if he went solo, he'd hit it out of the park. When our part of the recording was over, JC and I accompanied Dragon and his producer, Per Vixten, singer-guitarist of the Wannadies, for a late lunch to a local spot near the studio to bang out this episode. And as you will hear, it catches Dragon at the most exciting stage of any record cycle, the eve of the album's completion. With an autobiography due out on September 4th and the solo album ready for release on September 25th, Dragon had much to be excited about. Contemplative and pensive, this session will get any curious listener frothing at the mouth to hear the Dragon solo album. Okay. Without further ado, here is Dragon, JC, and Pear on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. What a great album. Oh, thank you. We just heard the new... Um Dragon solo album in the studio, and then we laid down some tracks. Don't know if that'll make the cut, though. It will. Yeah? I'm pretty pretty sure, yeah. What can I say? You you did it. You, you, uh, you did a solo album. We have been... We've had talks about that in the past when we've been on tour together. Yeah. And uh, you always told me you didn't want to be married to the mic. When I'm, I'm looking at, oh, fuck, I've got to go on tour, and I actually got to front, you know, and, and be married to the mic... But I just guess you know I gotta I gotta get used to it in a way you know and um, oh this guy's gonna be on the podcast as well. Um, per just joined us, uh, the producer and my compa- companion on this album. And and uh, when I started to work on this solo album, my big issue was you know I, I was so scared of you know fronting the song with you know uh, singing lead vocals. Because um, you know, years ago when we when it was you know when I was supposed to do my vocal parts or whatever for songs, it was only oh well you know it, you know I never got people to really. Uh, it was always an issue for me, and uh, and then when I started to sing with Pear, uh, it just came natural, you know. And uh, but I've said this many times, you know, on those backyard baby song uh, albums like One, One Sound and yeah. Star Wars, those are great really really great performances you have a naturally abrasive voice mm-hmm. a la you know Rod Stewart not you don't sound like Rod Stewart but you've got that kind of you know what I mean that kind of raspiness rasp raspiness to it wow and then when you it's kind of like when you tr- when it's those those singers when they just want to sing pretty it sounds like they're screaming anyways so it's that mixture of prettiness and and roughness about it that's oh. Oh. That I th- what can I say? Thank you. I think you can say ka-ching. Okay. <laughs> okay, ka-ching. I'll say that. I think, I think people say ka-ching. I think you can say freaking. 
<laughs> no, 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 but I think I think it's uh, my my main thing with with Dragon. If I if I'm allowed to speak, yeah, yeah. let's go. <laughs> is uh, is your energy? I, I don't think I've ever met anyone, both with the guitar playing. You can hear instantly that you're playing guitar, and you can hear straight away when you're singing that this is a nutcase. This is a this is a guy about to explode. It's, you've got such a punch in your voice and in your guitar playing such a level of energy that it's like whoa and that's you know that's really hard mm. you know to um, you can be you can be you can sing well and you can play well mm. but it's really hard to, you know to to explode in every in every note like you do well thank you well I mean I, now I feel I feel you know genuine you know happy I, I mean I, I can't fucking make one thing better on this album so I, I gave everything I got for it, you know. Yeah, you can tell the the songs are very well written. Um, the production's great, but mm -hmm. it, for me, I don't I don't hear. I'm not a gearhead, so I don't hear, you know, what vintage guitar you're playing or or. Well, I mean, how I'm gonna, you know, destroy all those myths. I mean, I, it's it's the same fucking head. It's the same fucking guitar, and I can actually. I didn't tell you today because I was like. Is is these strings gonna make the whole session? You know, I haven't changed string strings on my guitar, and that's the very same guitar that I've done all overdubs with. You know, that's, all solos. That's great. I know a lot of guitar players who do that, who yeah. who well, I've, use I, the same pack till, you know, they. they yeah, well, I you know start myself, I've had. I, I won't say any names, but I've, I've used. I've been working with producers that. Well, you know, oh, th this song is ready now. Now you've done rhythms. Now you go change strings, and that's you know that's the probably the worst thing I know in my life is changing strings on the guitar. I don't know why I hate it. It's so I just have to go back through the discography and just kind of narrow down who you're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have you don't have 25 albums out. <laughs> I know you're going for kind of a rounded, varied sound, but it's not too varied. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you were telling me how much you wanted to uh, convey that uh, you listened to all these kinds of bands and you wanted to kind of funnel it into this into this album, but you know you listen to all of this kind of music. How do you do that on a limited amount of tracks? Mm -hmm. I don't think that it you should you don't have to. I mean, I think the album in, it, as a as a, a, a complete entity is a rock and roll album. That's yeah. that's no. No doubt about it, and I think that's what comes through. That's what should come through. Um, yeah, but my, my, big, my biggest wish would be that you know, and I think that's you know, if we if we never met before, I think that both you, JC, and, and Danko, you you could you know, you listen to all these, and then you could you could figure out that yeah, Drake has got rock and roll over with Kiss at home. You know, he's got John Lee Hooker albums. He's got one or two Slayer albums. He's got fucking few Beastie Boys albums you know I just want people to maybe one like, Kiss record yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just no, one <laughs> no but you know it, it, for me it was a big thing doing a solo album because otherwise I've been writing and then you know it's like well you know and, and if somebody's you know it's like well that song is not really I know it's not really good but it's you know it's the bass player's fault you know he, Johan couldn't play on that you can always blame someone else in the band but so, now I don't have anyone to blame you know right, right? And so it's been important for me that, you know, you know, the people love the album, I hope, but that also to, you know, that they can have, you know, a, a sneak preview or, a, 
sneak peek into my record collection. Right, you know? right. And also not what I'm listening to right now, you know, that you can hear what I've been growing up with, you know, as in Kiss and Alice Cooper and like... Well, as a Kiss fan, there was a couple of moments where I was able to uh, point out, I guess couldn't kind of remember the exact song, but there was like a tiny little melody line here from this band yeah. and there's like a little kind of intro here from mm-hmm. from this guy here. Mm-hmm. Not all Kiss, but it was... I like I like it when people can point out the the, the songs and the bands that we've taken from and that mm-hmm. we were influenced. It, it makes me feel like, well, if you were able to pinpoint it, then we might be, we should be in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're in the ballpark of, yeah. of the, the, the bands that we're trying to emulate. Yeah. So it was good. But also, I mean, I, I am, I'm so marinated in that kind of music, so when I write, it's not that I'm singing, I want to do a song that, that's blah, 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 this song with Kiss, you know. It's just, or, you know, writing melodies and stuff, it's just, it's in my blood, you know, because I've been listening to it so much that I can't, I can't I can't escape those songs. Yeah, you, you can. Know? Yeah, you can't run away from. You're not them. doing they're, they're it on purpose. For, you know, and also, you know, now we're talking a lot of hard rock albums, but also, you know, like never mind the bollocks for me. You know, it's it's one of my still. You know, if I got to be on a, you know, taking one album to, you know, to. Uh, yeah, that's fucking iconic, man. The, the album. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I only get it, well, you. Really? Spend an album with the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah never. That mind. would be the that would be the record. Ah, uh, maybe that's that might be my record. It's yeah. epic. Or Kiss Alive one, the, the first really? Kiss Alive. Really? It's funny though. You were you were mm. talking about <laughs> one song where where you said, ah, I think I can hear Kiss. Yeah. That yeah. particular song. That was. I wrote that before I met Tim. He's yeah. he's he finished it with me. But that's the song you've written. Least on slightly less. Le- yeah. And I don't own one Kiss album. No, but you but know, I'm, I'm sure I've heard all the songs, no, but, and I, yeah, I'm I mean, sure I know them. Yeah, but that's what I mean, you know. And then I've been—I mean, I don't I, have a, an Iron Maiden album. I don't no. have a Black Sabbath. Yeah, I do. No. I do have it. I think I have it. No, but I mean seriously, it, uh, it, it's you know, yeah. you came down with the with the, the song and 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 more or less the, the melody as well. But then I'm just saying that I'm so marinated in Kiss that you know. It just comes that out. E- even if, it, if you have the line, it's it's how you pronounce stuff or yeah, how yeah, you yeah, actually, yeah. or how I try the guitar. Even, even the, your energy changed the song. Yeah, because when I, I when I was when I when it was half finished, yeah, I thought I would be singing it, and then I thought uh, a girl band in in the UK were going to sing it. Yeah, and then when you sang it, it changed completely, changed direction, and became this uh, more punky rock song. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's funny, I just realized, you know, when, when we grew up, it was hard rockers against the rest. And I was, I was a punk rocker, but I was the rest. So I grew up amongst, so I'm, I'm kind of making friends with the enemy now. Yeah. Because even though we are fucking the same person, you're yeah, hard rock and I'm not. So yeah, I'm, well, I mean. I'm indie alternative <clears throat> punk. And you're hard rock. You have, yeah, you have pa- tattoos and you take your shots. Pear shot. was, by the way, uh, the main songwriter and the frontman in the band called the Warner Dice from Sweden that had a uh, well great success in Sweden and also abroad, like England. Uh, you had top 10, 20 hits there in the yeah, charts. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like, and we were actually signed to the same label, B&G, with Backyard Babies mm-hmm. and the Warner Dice. So we, we we haven't been hanging out before, but we we met you know in various pubs and stuff and, and yeah, we've been talking a bit. But now when I'm talking to to people, yeah, I'm working with Pear. We're finishing the album. It's like, what? 
he's like a pop guy, you know. He's and and you're you're a hard rock heavy metal guy. It's like I'm not a fucking heavy metal guy. He's not a pop guy. It's so the clash, you know, when, when we met was just fucking. What I think, I mean, Pear, I he saved my album, I would say in a way. And you saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't trust them <laughs> you know no, but seriously I wouldn't I wouldn't like I wouldn't make any deal whatsoever if, even if say, hey can you you know can you buy me a pint of lager I'll pay you back later I'm like do you like kiss no no I can't I can't I wouldn't I wouldn't lend you a fiver you know if you're a kiss fan I can lend you a couple of grants you know <laughs> <laughs> well, when you mention when you say uh, uh, sweet Mm -hmm. And, you, and you, you say T-Rex and stuff, and you say that he brought it into you, to the album, and it wasn't, the, it wasn't present there before you came in. Mm -hmm. I think, especially a band like Sweet, is a natural bridge to, to a band like Kiss mm -hmm. and to you. Mm -hmm. When I think of, you know, it, it's a bad, pop is a bad word in, in rock and hard rock circles, mm -hmm. but when I think of your solo album, if, if I was to A&R it, and if I was to say, where it should go I think I would say that Dragon should keep the the edge but have that pop sensibility and that would push it over the edge it's much like how we conduct our band yeah. you know we're very much hard rockers but we're also aware of melody and pop sensibility and I think mm -hmm. when you mix that with a very hard edge it's it's um, it's it's uh, nitro and glycerin yeah <laughs> no, but actually, you that's why you can afford no, to do that. He, he actually fucking just unleashed me and and let me just fucking go crazy. And he likes my ideas. Yeah, but you weren't fucking hard to unleash. I just looked at you and you fucking went for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but you know, a lot of times, like in backyard babies or with a helicopter, like my ideas uh, sometimes on on a backup vocal or or a guitar overdub or something for a song. A lot of time, my ideas get getting you know rated, you know, because they think I got well, like. There's a lot of more voices this time. It's just your voice for, for this thing. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't matter. It can be a guitar overdub. Or yeah. It's like, oh, that that tone is a little sketchy, you know, and and I'm like, fuck that, you know, just you know, there's no rules in music, no. you know, and uh, and and Pear was on the other hand, what, but what you, you know, say, you have encouraged. A... That's the word, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He encouraged me like, yeah, man. Now it, it's kind of like, it's almost like writing a book, you know, about yourself, because it's my solo album. I can't talk about anyone else than, than myself. And it's so, not so hard to explain, you know, because people, hopefully people realize that it's about my life. What, what, what is the state of uh, the Backyard Babies now? It's uh, on, you know, we, we're still having a holiday. Permanent hiatus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've been talking about getting together again soon but I mean I find you are having so much fun doing this oh yeah you're, you're, this is a new lease on life I yeah mean. and to be honest with you I've been thinking about this ever since I was on a train on my way from Berlin up to Stockholm again and then I had to make a phone call to Nicky Anderson from the helicopters and that was a luxury problem as well but I had to choose between playing in the helicopters or Backyard Babies we came to the point that it was you know both yeah. bands had too many gigs so I couldn't play in both and I had to choose 
And that day, I started to realize that, fuck, I can't, I, one day I'm going to do a fucking solo album, you know. So it's been in the back of my head. And then, you know, I think I already talked when we toured the, the last yeah. time. And that's yeah. like, where's that? That's like... That was in 09. You've been 09. talking about this for a while. Yeah. yeah. Four years. And then we did the, the last... I remember this because the last show we did with Backer Babies was in April 2010 in Osaka in, Jap in Japan. And then the rest of the guys had a flight, an early flight. So they, they more or less went off stage, no showers or anything, and went straight into a van to the airport to fly back home. And me and my wife were staying one week in Japan just for a holiday. And it was such a weird feeling because it, we knew all that we we're going to take this break after that. So I was just sitting still in, sweaty in my stage clothes in, in a like, big you know, dressing room by myself and just thinking, well, this is the first day of... You know, tomorrow that solo thing starts. You know. That's awesome. I mean, it's awesome in the sense that it's it's um very uh, inspiring to see you at a point in your life, at a crossroads in your life, and you're excited about it. It's a yeah. new adventure, and yeah. the results, which we have heard, yeah. um, make it exciting. Yeah. And then I think, are we the first people outside of the inner circle of yeah. the production team to to hear it? Yes, you are. That's correct. Well, this is a... Yeah, you're the yeah, first two that privilege. actually, besides my wife and my manager and pair and Peter, the Back Your Babies drummer, you are the very first of all people. Well, <clears throat> not even Nick Anderson that plays drums on the tracks. He, well, he, had, he heard one track, you know, I just wanted to show him how good it, but the, the rest of the two, you know, the songs <laughs> he hasn't heard. Just show it in his face. <laughs> no, 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 no not, not at all, but you know... You know, it, so so it's it's a big thing, and then, you know, I could have started the day after Osaka and start recording this, but you know, then I know it wouldn't turn out to be this. Well, I what I think, I, 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 I you know, it would be impossible for me to make such a good album as I I think that this is because I needed to, almost like, plan and fucking just take a break from music and start, you know, what kind of an album. And, and it took me almost a year before I started writing because I, you know, I could have done like a half-ass record, but why do that, you know? I, that's why it's been taking some time because I, I, I wanted to just be ready, you know. Får vi ställa käk? Vill du ha käk också? Ja, visst. Tre köttbullar. Aha, ni kör den. Nej, men de kan inte vara sämre. Fyra kör fyra. Fyra kör fyra. En pint. Oh. You guys want another one? Yeah. 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 Another one? Jag kör bil så jag tar en uh, ramlösa. En ramlösa, en cola light och två pint stark. Tack, tack. Tack. There you got a Swedish order of meatballs with the lingonberry. This is a long time coming. We've known you for uh, oh god, oh dozen the or so years. First tour we've uh, come in yeah. Europe. Yeah. I mean, the first time you saw us was our second at Malmo show. festival. Oh, I know. There's a there's a there's a chapter in well, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a living promoting guy here, but uh, <laughs> my my autobiography is coming out the same week as well on the biggest publisher in Sweden, actually called Nordstedt's, uh, and hopefully it's going to be out in English as well. Yeah, that would but be uh, there's actually. A, quite a big piece about Danko. And really? Yeah, it's about like 
I'm in one of those, what do you call it? We call them bai, am I? Uh, those horrible toilets you have in backstage or at festivals, yeah. you know. Porta potty, what is it? Oh, yeah. Be? The stink holes. <laughs> but, yeah. But then, you know, I and, and then I, you know, I, I couldn't really hear. It was like a rumbling bass kind of thing. Well, you know what that it is at festivals. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then I went back into the fucking trailer or whatever it was to, to get ready to get on stage. And then I was listening a bit more. What the fuck is this, you know? Had to run up on stage. I was almost delayed to my own gig because of you guys. And I was just fucking blown away. And then I made, I, I was listening to two songs, went down, called Michael. God bless him, he just passed away. Yes. Yeah. And uh, call him and just kick the fucking support band off because we got a new support band. We got to have these guys. Who are they? <laughs> like, you know. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, that was a great day. I remember that day yeah. too. A lot of days, a lot of stuff happened for me in those 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, during our set, um, Tobe Lawrence, his assistant, held uh, his cell phone up for him to hear and we, we hooked up with Tobe. So, we hooked well, up your head was on the right place that yeah. day at the end. Anyway. No, no, right? And and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, you know, suddenly a few weeks later we were on the same fucking tour bus in in, uh, in that, Europe. That tour remains the craziest tour we've ever been on. The most uh, memorable tour as well. Yeah, it was the same. And for me. the one tour where we toured with the band where. I think we got along so well that it's 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 gone on and on and on in, in yeah. different ways, and we were always, yeah. you know, in touch with each other. And, and uh, yeah, yeah it, it was a it, it was it a special like, it tour. It feels like yesterday, but it's been. Yeah, I know, uh, I know, it, it does. does. It, it, does. Uh, it was a special tour, time. though. It was really yeah. special. Yeah. for me as as well. Yeah. Um, and it was weird when I look back at it today because it was like I mean, I knew I knew that you guys sounded great, but I mean. You guys could have been fucking four crazy lunatics, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, we could have been as well. Well, could have. Could have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I have stories that I can't tell on this podcast because uh, yeah. it is, it in, it's nuts. Yeah, I know. But I will, rem- I will, I will leave out. Well, there's stories that the dirt with Motley Crue would, it would be a fucking comic magazine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if you. Yeah, there were some crazy, crazy fucking... But, but that, that was not Crazy just moments on that bus, man. But in a, the greatest way. I mean, I think everybody got along and... But it, it wasn't was so just fun. like a, a shorter three-week tour. I think it was like a five-week tour. It was right? a really yeah. five weeks, tour. So and, and five, it was like week tour. Two, two days off or something. Yeah, it was like it bang, was, bang, 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 bang. It was it crazy. Was, yeah. I never really thought about it until like yeah. now we don't do those yeah. kinds of tours. And I, I saw the schedule. I looked back at yeah. the tour book uh, recently and I'm like... yeah. We did that and nobody complained because I would be complaining by now. Yeah. And uh, it was a great tour. It yeah. was so much fun. We had so, so much fun on that tour. But also, you know, yeah, because I got a feeling that maybe if we didn't have you guys, that we, be, you know, we might have stopped be- becoming sloppy, you know, because we had, I mean, I still consider, you know, Danko Jones as our best, you know, we, we never had a support band even close to that quality. So we had to, you know, be on our fucking toes every night. I just remember every, almost every night, you guys would be in the dressing room after your show, and you'd be, you wouldn't be fighting or anything. You'd just be like talking very loud to each other in Swedish. Yeah. Very, very animated. The the adrenaline is still going through everyone. And yeah, well, that's you, we've been doing that for over twenty years. We've been. I remember the first night I, I went to the dressing room. Hey, man, good show! And you guys were just like rah, 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 back and forth. I'm like. Yeah. 
okay, I'm just gonna wait. I think something. <laughs> man, I hope, I hope the tour finishes. But that's just yeah. that was that happened every night. It's just almost. That's how you guys do it. I mean, yeah, I know, very like, well, Peter and me, passionate, very intense. Yeah, we've been playing since '87 together, more or less, and, and I think that we've been having a fight after every yeah. show since that. Not a fight, but no, you know, it's he, not a he fight. just tells me how fucking bad I <laughs> I played on that opening riff, and I'm just like telling him that he can't fucking hold the beat, in, you know. And then after it's lovable you know, stuff. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I realize it's just part of the 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 whole show. When you know, yeah. twenty minutes later, you guys were like hanging yeah. out and everything. Everything's yeah. cool every but night. But I think it's you know, <laughs> but that's that's the thing with you know, it, it's never ever uh, during our almost twenty five years as a band, the same lineup, you yeah. know, same four guys. We've never had like an issue. We well, of course we we're fighting, but it's never been any. Any like violence involved ever, not no. one single yeah. time, you know. And, and I think at the end, you know, it, it's kind of like therapy for us. Like, we, we you know, when we come up after you know, off the stage, you know, my anger on Peter's fucking he didn't whatever clean the bus at that place, you know, everything comes out after the gig, and then it's it, you know, it, we let it out that way, you know, and after that, you know, I guess <laughs> this is just my you know, I'm just guessing here, but yeah, yeah. No, I've I've learned since then. Whenever I see you guys play live, I yeah. give you at least half an hour, forty minutes before that's, I knock that's on That's a the good door. advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that first show from that first. No, it wasn't the first show. It was the second show in Switzerland. Yeah. And you guys were fucking just screaming at each other. Yeah. But that's how it is. Yeah. I would say that one of our greatest tours ever was the last. Uh, you know. But it was less hanging out and stuff. But you know, he, I understand Nick as well. But you know, he stopped drinking, which is was very good for him, uh, and you know, stuff like that. But it was hard. You know, he had his own dressing room, and you know, trying to. But I, I understand it as well. But it, it was. He it just was, wanted you know, to stay away from the temptations. Yeah, and, but know. but also, I mean, we we were we were a tired band at the end. You know, so we we felt that you know. If we would have gone straight back on tour, start writing again, it would have been like an okay album. But you know, Backyard Babies will do another album, but I don't know when. You know, and I, and I want to feel that you know, fucking, you know, because you know, you can have the same band and you can like fucking have, take Appetite for Destruction or something. If if the band, you know, doing those takes, same song, same players, everything. But they weren't really into it. Yeah. Into it that day, you know, because that—that's our Achilles. Do you say Achilles? Achilles, Achilles heel, yeah. yeah. In in rock and roll music, when when, you, when we're talking about like you know high energy rock, that you know, it's not just about like the songwriting and about it's so you got to like deliver on an on a, on a total different level than on you know if you're into like I don't know, folk or pop. I'm not saying that twee. Twee, exactly. <laughs> no, but it's not. You gotta or deliver. Favorite word. Yeah. Twee. No, but you got you gotta deliver, but also you gotta you know you gotta have the, the fucking it, it's it, it's gotta be like sparks around it, you know, and I, I, you know you can't really you just gotta have that magic moment, and and if that moment with great songs is put together, then you're doing a classical album, I think. You know, so, you, you you were talking about before when. Um, you had ideas and you, you, you know you, you tried them on, on people and they didn't like it, they didn't you know, go for it didn't like it mm -hmm. um, 
And I realized that if, if there's a bad thing about hard rock, mm-hmm. it's the conservatism and the oh, elite, I agree. elitism. Yeah. yeah. He's so good at playing guitar. Yeah, but I've never been into and that. And you, you know, you know, from that point of view, from a fucking, uh, from a, from a session musician's point of view, you're a shit guitarist and a shit singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got fantastic ideas and a fantastic energy. You're you're fucking me. You 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 know you you you're not a, a hard conservative. Yeah, no, I don't want to do. You're up for everything, and you come with the nuttiest ideas ever. Yeah. You're not scared. You're not classic. You're not. No, I don't want to do this. No, this. Um, well, I mean, if you're scared, you shouldn't you, be. In, yeah. you, you just fucking go for it. Yeah. And that's very un kind of. Unled Zeppelin, but also, even, even yeah. though some of the songs we've done are a, a bit flat. No, but I mean, I, I respect. But, yeah. But you know, it's not the kind of yes, I am so great. But yeah, but finally that pays back to me now that you know my, my other friends that were playing guitar and stuff, you know, they, they were sitting, you know, picking out every fucking Eddie Van Halen solo and you know, you know, you know, guitarists that I love as well, you know, Jimmy Page and stuff like that. I, I couldn't find, I mean, I started to write songs instead because I, I, you know, it's never been, why should I try to sound like somebody else, you know, when there's already a Jimmy Page, you know, and finally that pays back now, so I was so sloppy and bad that it became my own, my guitar playing became my own style, you know, mm-hmm. you know. You do have a style, I can, I can yeah. kind of pick it out when I hear yeah. your solos and... Yeah. yeah, so... It's very in your face and you want to do everything at one, at the same time. Yeah, fucking ADD yeah. monster. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So the yeah. album comes out with the book, or the book comes out with the album. No, it's actually two. It's two separate. Oh, we get Swedish meatballs oh, here. Wow. No, the the book is. Um, I mean, it comes out. Um, wow. Thank you. It wasn't really planned because you know the record company is the record company, of course, and but then it's the the book publisher is another company. But it, it just happened that it, you know, I think it's a win-win kind of thing because it's um, the people that loves my music. It's gonna they want to read about my life, you know, because really the the book is not it it might be like twenty five thirty percent music in it, but then it basically it's about my life, you know. From from when so, I was born up to today, so it's an you autobiography. You, you, you yeah. had a ghostwriter. Ghost yeah. yeah. Wow. So I was spending, you know, and I I never been to therapy or anything in my whole life. I was gonna say. And and it was so weird, you know, because it's like it, talking you know, to a therapist. Yeah, because I, I met him like two or three times a week for a year, times like two or three hours. So it's it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of hours, cooked down to one book. That is three. Is that much in your life? Two, three times a week. Yeah. Two hours. Well, I mean, then, you know, we we had some pints of beers as well. Oh. And then, right. <laughs> then you talked about the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then we, we've been... He's been really serious about it, so, so we've been... Of course. So then he picks up threads and you keep on the discussion. Yeah, and, and he was living... He's from Stockholm, and he was living in the same area and went to the same kind of clubs and stuff. I, I mean, I didn't know him personal before, personally, but... but, but um, 
you know, when like Backyard Babies and you know the helicopters, that whole Stockholm scene right. took place. He knew all the small, you know, the small bars and where, where it actually started. So he he was the great writer because he could also write about you know the feeling of those places. He he can tell stuff, you know, that you know, des- describing the, yeah. the the feeling of that time, you know. And we've been home to my hometown, and you know we've been traveling a lot as well. Did you have? Uh, did he use any other people? Like interview other people for it, or no, it's, is it just? It's just me in in the book, and and my mom and my wife actually, and uh, I think a few words from my, my manager pair as well. Other than that, it's just uh, uh, me. So so you know, it's not a book about like gossips. I mean, I I could I could <clears throat> probably sell a few books about. You know, telling what other people did, that would be you know, interesting yeah. for people. But right. it's not a book. And then Danko like went to sleep at ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I what mean, a freak! Yeah. What a crazy guy! Yeah, what a, yeah, what a freak! <laughs> no, but it, it, it's been really hard to do as well because you know when Sixteen, my son was born, because then you know uh, like another chapter yeah, started yeah. going coming in, and then you know I'm, I was putting him to sleep, you know. It, feeding him and then you know I was fucking yeah, reading so about like yeah. fucking crazy stuff I've been doing you know mm-hmm. you know so I just felt like I don't know it was like a mind fuck of out of proportion that you know it, it just fucked with my head you know because I was trying to I don't know being this responsible dad now and then you, you know I, I gotta like read a chapter about myself that <laughs> you know that is not so responsible you know right uh, so it was kind of and I had to look at myself in a, like, the third person in a way because I was like, you to, to, to the, yourself. yeah, to the yeah. writer and to, to the publishers, like, no, no, you get this, you you can't write this. This story cannot be in the book, you know, because I've been trusting this guy. So I've been, you know, I've been telling him everything, you know, honestly. And then he's just writing, and then I just gotta, you know, take, you know, take it apart. Yeah, yeah, well, take it apart. Incriminating you know. stories, sure. Yeah, you know, like, and, and then they're like, no, you can't take this away. It's a great story. I'm like, no, 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 you can't. But then it's been like, you gotta think in a third person. Like, if I would read this story about, like, Keith Richards or Ace Freely, I would love that story. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you have to. The, the, only, the only hard part for me is it's about me. It's about, it's you. And, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So that's the mind, you know. And uh, I guess that for somebody that enjoys, you know, reading a good story about, you know, people's lives that are, you know, not like others and are not interested in music at all or not even knowing who I am or what bands I've been in, I think that they are going to love the book anyway, you know, because you, you don't have to be like... You don't have to know... No, it, 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 it's not so much gear stuff, you know. Yeah. It's very little. Uh, what what kind of dimensions on the strings I have? You won't, you know. So you're gonna go on a on a tour to support the album, but you're also gonna go on a book tour as well. Yeah, kind of book signing thing. If um, I'm not mistaken, you have it. It's gonna be in Swedish, English, and Japanese. Japanese, yeah, and, and actually I think Finnish as well. Okay, good. So yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But I mean, on the, when I'm coming out on the other side, at the end, you know, end of the tunnel, it's kind of like you know, I, I seriously know more about myself than I did before. Mm-hmm. It was ther- it's, therapeutic in a way, right? Yeah, you know, like 
like when when we guys toured together, you know, some of those years, like between '99 or 2000 up to 2005, I know what what, what I've done, you know, mostly. But I couldn't say if it was like 2000 or 2004. So you can't remember the '90s either. Well, <laughs> nobody. It's kind of remember like, the 2000s. Yeah, nobody. It's kind of like a blur. But now yeah. it's more, you know, falling into. It's like you know, playing Tetris in ways. Yeah, so yeah, all, all the, the place you know, and stuff. Yeah. Like. And also, you know, some of the embarrassing mistakes, yeah. they are all there. I think that, you know, I shouldn't say any bands, but some of them, they, they wouldn't have that in their book because it's, it's all got to be so rock and roll all the time, you know. You know. Mm. And then the fucking, you know, drugs or booze or whatever, instead of, you know, one crate of beer, it's going to be ten. Okay, so, yeah. all, you know, it's... Excess. Exa and, exaggerated, yeah. yeah. And then, you know... And it's kind of like a story about a guy, I mean, we don't actually, we've never had a hit anywhere, you know. But we've been living out of music all our lives, you know, we've never done anything else. I mean, it's not that many bands, I mean, some bands are, they can't fucking fill the local pub next to here, you know, in their own, and then they go down to Germany, they sell like 6,000 tickets. Yeah. We've never sold 6,000 tickets, but we can sell, you know, fucking 700 tickets even if we're in Stockholm, Rio de Janeiro, New York, or fucking Tokyo, you know? So. Yeah. That's no. the one thing that, yeah, we've had this similarity with that. Yeah. The same thing. We know that. Exactly. What yeah. that entails. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Good. Well, it's time we uh, enjoy the rest of the Swedish meatballs. I'll take this. Yeah, I'll take this out. Good, right? Yeah, it's great. Thanks, this is man. great. Um, great, great um, being on the record today, listening to the record. Great meeting Pear. Mm -hmm. And this is a nice uh, Swedish, traditional Swedish uh, yeah, meatballs with uh, my meal. You look like you really like I the Swedish I meatballs. really do. I love, I love the Swedish meatballs. Yeah. This is the classic place. This is where all the poets and songwriters have been going for a hundred years. What's it yeah. called again? Tenstupe. Tenstupe means the... Well, it was not, not lens. What's the other one that's a bit bendy where you, that you make... Uh, I have no idea, but... Um, Oh, I'm yeah. saying good album. Good album. Yeah. <laughs> it's good seeing yeah. you, man. Start, good. Yeah, good seeing you guys. Score, score. Mm. Yeah. Cheers. 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 There you yeah. go. All right. That's the right way to end the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.